I like how we just look at the airbag on. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. It is. You know what else is hilarious, man? What? Long chest. <laughs> what? <laughs> we'll explain that later on on the barbershop 918, all right? As of right now, welcome to the barbershop 918. You're up in there with your man, Big Drew. Big Drew! Woo! Rock. <laughs> Boom! Ow. One and only raw. Dog. My leg. <laughs> we got a jam packed show for you today. Jam, baby. All right. So, coming up uh, in the world class word on the street, which is the bulk of our show now, we're going to give you a little bit of talk about the BET Awards, the NBA or well, not the NBA Awards, it's coming to NBA talk. But we're going to also talk about things that are coming on Netflix. We also have the world class box office chumps. So we got a lot coming your way today. And like I said already, we're going to talk a little bit of NBA. So we're going to talk draft. We're going to talk uh, NBA awards and a little bit of Thunder talk because we always somehow put the Thunder in there. And we'll just a sprinkle of free agency because we're excited about that. So we got a lot coming your way right now. This is the best part of your day. It's time. The best part of waking up. You're going to stop singing. That's what you're going to stop doing, sir. It's raw dog in your cup. Can I, you, you're taking away my moment. You know that, right? It's raw oh, dog. Oh, sorry. You go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. Two raw dogs in a cup. Let's go. <laughs> now I got to get focused, man. Oh, I got to find my inspiration. Ugh. Oh, that, <laughs> that had a little sugar booger. That was. <laughs> it wasn't what you thought it was, man. No, no, no. All right. Word on the street. It's the sweet one. Oh, I can't get that last note, man. Something's going on, man. You, it's that it's sinus season. That's all. That's exactly what it is. I, you know, my my voice is changing. I'm getting older. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the sweet one. Hey, 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 Jay. Let's stay in our lane, okay? Oh, my bad, my bad, player. I was I was trying to help you out. Oh, you're trying to help me out. You're trying to help me out. <laughs> so, speaking of staying in our lane, let's talk a little bit. Uh, let's give it to J Rock so he can talk about the BET Awards. I didn't watch it because I don't know. I've got sense. But. <laughs> oh, 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 wow. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, tell me all about the BET Awards, man. I, I know it was a Mary J tribute that she sang her own songs, apparently. So, what else is good? No, uh, it was uh, 2019 BET Awards. Uh, Regina Hall hosted the show. She did a very good job. Uh, it had uh, she she took out the Beyonce Homecoming uh, theme. That was she's from, D- she's from DC. She brought out a uh, big homie from EU. I don't know what it was his name. Johnny or something. Uh, Sh- Sugar Bear. Sugar Bear was that on Sugar sense. Booger. Even if you lying, that makes sense. And he messed up. <laughs> did doing the butt, and he was totally off. He was doing a hook when the verse music was on, and was doing it was he was jacking it totally up. It, it was it was bad, but oh, the overall uh, Regina Hall she did a great job. I've, I've uh, come to appreciate her more as a comedic mm-hmm. actress over the last like five to ten years. You know, before she was, I always remember her as the stripper from The Best Man. But Regina Hall, she did a great job. I, that I liked was a little. Her, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. Just like that. I like the. I like the shot she took at Regina King, and I know it was out. Of, it was all fun and games and everything. That, that was actually pretty funny. I believe she was the best part of that whole show. Yeah, because the overall, like, a lot of the artists, you know, they're younger artists, and they are horrible live performers. The Baby, Little Baby, The Migos, uh, Little Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus, that was pretty cool. But uh, it was Mary J. Blige's show, you know, she was the Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, she, she performed for about 25 minutes. Uh, I thought she did a great job. She brought out Little Kim and Method Man to do two of her biggest hits from the 90s. I thought that was fun. The Nipsey Hustle tribute was kind of long, long winded. You know, uh, his mom, you know, she, yeah. the whole family, they're still 
you know, mourning his loss and everything, yeah. but it was just, mom had a lot to say. Uh, I didn't like the musical tribute. It was just, it was off. You know, you just, he's a rapper. And to me, when you do tributes to rappers, you, you just can't do it because a lot of their music it has a lot of language in it. So it just didn't make sense to it. But overall, the, it was the typical BET Awards show. It was, it's pretty cool. Like I said, Mary J stole the show. Uh, her did a song with, uh, YMB Cordero, Cadet, That was pretty cool. So that's what I thought about the show. The show was all right. What about you, Raw Dog? Uh, Mary J. Blige started off a little rough, but it did get better by the time she started doing the up-tempo tones. But in the beginning, it was like, okay, what's wrong with Mary? Everybody, is everything okay? And um, Nip's uh, tribute, I felt like could have been a little better. You know, every time you add DJ Khaled, Khalid in the in the mix, it just he just throws everything off, man. He just he just irritates me. He is this generation's Irv Gotti to me. <laughs> we yeah. the best music. You, I, I get. I'll put you like this. You giving. You're being very generous to Irv Gotti. Like that's very generous. That Gotti was already gone by now. Like DJ Khaled's been around for a long time. Yeah, but he, has he been yelling? He's been yelling the whole time that he's been there. Yeah, I mean, you know what's funny? It's like remember Fat Man Scoop did the same thing and, and Funk Master Flex, and it wasn't in DJ Scoop. Batman school, school. Yeah, <laughs> I, I enjoyed them more, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just I don't like DJ Kali. Kali, I don't even know how to say his name. What's his name? I think you go out your way to mispronounce it. DJ Khaled, just like uh, DJ Khaled, DJ Khaled, just like you do Colin Kaepernick, uh, Kaepernick. <laughs> so those that was that was pretty much the highlight of the BT Awards. Uh, and that covers our music news. Uh, on chest, you didn't. I mean, that was part of the. I'm gonna bring that up later. I'll bring that up later. <laughs> I'm gonna make them wait. So, I thought of several different transitions, but then I was like, no, none of those would be appropriate. We'll find the right time. Okay. <laughs> you know, if you give it to them now, they, you know, they, make yeah. them wait later. Yeah, make them make them stick around. All right. So, what we got in the box with the box office chumps? I know. That Medea, uh, what is it? Medea, uh, is it Medea goes to hell? Which one is it? The last <laughs> Medea's Medea, uh, funeral. goes to a funeral. Yeah. It's it's Medea goes, goes to hell. To hell. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a great title. Right. You know, that's what's next. Uh, oh, yeah. She's going to be fighting Jason and Freddie and all them. Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, Tyler Perry, he also got uh, what the Icon Award and everything, and he also has a streaming service that he's starting with BET. So shout BET out to Tyler Plus. Perry, BET Plus. He's bringing all of his, you know, junk to BET basically. Yeah, ain't nobody seem to be really excited about that. I mean, I, I, I support it if it's a uh, nine dollars. Yeah, that's a bit much a month, don't you think? Mm. To I'm get, not- you know, you're gonna get fifty <laughs> <laughs> That's true. BT boy, they be trying to make their money. All right, so the box office chumps for this week. At number five, uh, with $10.2 million, The Secret Life of Pets 2, which was number two last week, so it fell tremendously. Uh, at number four, Men in Black International. Which was number, that fell. It was number one last week. Uh, Stay and Put It at number three is Aladdin. Of 13.2. And number two, as I expected, Child's Play with 14 mil. And sitting at number one, of course, is Toy Story 4 with 120 mil. Mm. That's, you know what? I I was surprised. If you, you could have said anything between 100 mil and 300 mil, I probably would have been like, all right. Yeah, that's to be expected. I mean, if it if 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 it made more than that, then you go, oh, okay. But a hundred, uh, three, yeah, that sounds about right for Toy Story two. So yeah, uh, and, and Shaft is now uh, number uh, eleven. It was number six. Wow, it got it, it got it got shafted. Oh, most definitely. Now, <laughs> uh, next this Friday. Uh, if you went to horror movies, which, you know, I'm a big fan of horror movies, Annabelle Comes Home. Now, if you know anything about the, the movie The Conjuring, 
they have this whole universe of movies connected to them. And one of them is the doll, Annabelle. Uh, this time, uh, the, uh, the two, the couple that goes and solves the conjuring, they bring the doll back and they place her in this glass thing. And supposedly the whole thing is blessed to keep the, you know, the bad spirits in the doll. Well, needless to say, things go horribly wrong. And not only does the spirit in the doll come out, but it brings all the other spirits with them and it gets really, really interesting. So that's Annabelle comes home. Uh, the one other movie that I think is kind of interesting is a movie called Yesterday. Have y'all heard about this movie? Nope. Yeah, this is a, a, a story about a guy somehow ends up in a different dimension where they don't know who the Beatles are. Oh, Yet, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, that should have been on Netflix. That shit goes great. But he knows all the songs, and he ends up getting famous as if he made all the Beatles songs, so... Kind of interesting. So, yeah, very two divergent kind of films. Annabelle comes home and yesterday. And that's what's coming out this Friday, y'all. So there you go. All right. So as for what's going on with television, which I like to say is typically my Netflix report. But I'm going outside of Netflix real quick just to give a couple of recommendations. I have the CBS uh, app, right? And I don't know, you know, because I don't have regular like streaming TV or regular TV. And so I actually enjoy this because I got it because I want to watch Big Three basketball, right? But <laughs> I ended up watching a few episodes of this new Twilight Zone. I heard it's really good. Yo, it's good. This season is good. You gotta get you gotta get on that if you haven't gotten a chance to see it, especially the episode with uh, Sanaa Lathan where she's taking her son to college and she's trying to avoid. She has this camcorder that allows her to rewind the past. And she's trying to avoid. I feel like I'm giving up a little bit of the plot. You, I'm gonna give this much. You're giving up a lot. Shut up. <laughs> but it's a deep episode. I suggest you guys see this episode, especially if you got some kids you're about to take to college. If you got black kids you're taking to college. You need to watch this episode. Um, but uh, also, and I ain't gonna talk much about it. God Friended Me turned out to be a really good show. Me and my son been binging it, and it's not bad at all. But skipping over to uh, Netflix, man, Jessica Jones Season 3 is out. It's the final installment of all of the uh, Netflix Marvel uh, shows, and they're going to give us – I have not made it to the last episode, although I've read the spoilers on it. And so they are going to give us a little – like all of us comic book people, a little nice little bow at the end so we don't just lose our mind. But – we get a chance to see really the formation of Hellcat. We're going to get a chance to see, you know, like Jessica Jones kind of go through, go beyond this anti-hero to more of a hero kind of thing. So I'm, I'm at episode seven now. It's kind of a, it's kind of a hard follow compared to the other seasons, but it's still a good follow. Like you can still watch it. So if you're into it, it's worth it just to be faithful to the Marvel Netflix, uh, you know, shows that were out just Go ahead, finish with a big bang, and, and, and it won't disappoint you. It's something to binge. Uh, also, when it comes to uh, Netflix, we got Spider-Verse is now on Netflix. That's one of them shows that Raw Dog will be watching. No shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Proud. No, 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 no shoes and boxer shorts. Yep. yep. Just nasty. That's oh, what yeah. Well, you pay the bills. Eating Cheetos. Yeah. So, and then Tito dust on your man boobs. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. <laughs> I'm touching my nipples with my cheetos. What? <laughs> Did I just say I'm doing? Oh God. Oh God. Woo! Now Raw Dog is gonna fill us in on uh some like Bobby the Barge is getting his own unsung, I guess. Now no. It's a movie. Oh, it's a movie. With actors and stuff. As long as they cover my favorite line from the Switch song where he's like, I used to think about immature things like, will you call me? Do you love me? Now, I'm a grown man. And I've come a long way. (laughs) That is the best line ever. Well, Jay, it's, uh, you know, uh, what's his name to do with the big Rich, Rich Boy, that's the uh, intro. Yeah, the intro to this song. That's Bobby DeBarge. 
I thought it was L. <laughs> Do y'all know who Russ Parr is? Yep. The, the one passed away? The radio no, guy? He's my dad, bro. Thank you, Doug Banks. Russ Parr is the other. Uh, there was three mega black radio personalities of the 80s. It was Tom Joyner, Russ Parr. He had DC on lock. He kind of took the mantle after Petey Green died. And then you got Doug Banks, who had Chicago also along with it. So, but yeah, that's who Russ Parr. He had, uh, look at all them roaches. That was yeah. He was uh, Bobby Jimmy and the Critters. Yeah, but he's directing this one, so you know it's gonna be awesomely bad. <laughs> I watched it just to laugh at the inappropriate times. Who's who's the other guy that was on the radio? Michael uh, Michael Bankston. Michael Bankston. Yeah. yeah, he was just an author who luffed up on some radio, but he wasn't like he didn't do anything innovative in the world. Uh, he's he's annoying <laughs> a little bit, right? Yeah. Go ahead, say it. Go ahead, say it, Drew. He's a little, he was a little annoying. I worked for him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, family. That's the Michael Bazin Show. <laughs> they took him off uh, Tulsa Radio after, like, one year. Yeah, it was something like that. Mm. With Chub Rock, yo. <laughs> Chub Rock. That's I don't a- even listen to the radio. <laughs> Chub Rock got an afternoon show, man. No oh, man, that's uh, yeah, I that's funny. That's hilarious, yo. Alright, so this Bobby DeBarge that comes on when? This Saturday. Oh, okay. Alright. So and that's gonna repeat it like a thousand times on Yeah, I'm gonna say you, you don't have to worry about when you'll if you'll miss it. You'll yep. see it. You it's will T V one original. <laughs> it's a TV one original. So you know it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be so bad that it's good. You know what I mean? Because I saw some preview. They showed a scene when Bobby DeBarge was in rehab, and he's he's doing a diva trip. It is hilarious, bro. Hilarious. They even got the little dark things under his eyes, so it looked like he really bugging out. Dude, y'all got to watch this, man. Is it any big name uh, actors that are in the movie? A one. Uh, hold up. There's somebody playing their mother. I forgot what her name is. She's semi kind of famous. Uh, I'll get the name in a little bit, but no, nah, not really. You know what? I think the guy that plays Bobby might be the son of the guy that was in Five Heartbeats that got hung from the uh, from the yeah. whip. Uh, Rashawn Fagan. Fagan, yeah. yeah. His dad might be Roy Fagan. Roy Fagan is the guy oh, that played. The gospel singer. No, no, no. The guy that played uh, Bird. Hey, he sings gospel, doesn't he? Roy Fagan? No, I said Rashawn Fagan. Now this, I, I don't know if it sings gospel. I think it's Oh, well, I'll look him up real quick while we talking. Well, yeah. I don't know Roy Fagan. That name, I think he was in uh, Hollywood Shuffle. That's the same guy. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, yeah. uh, you're right. Uh, Roy Fagan. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, that's his I son. I think that's my. This might be his son. It and is. I'm, I don't know if he's uh, he sings gospel. I'm about to find out. But his name is Rashawn Fagan, and he played dude from. Oh no, never mind. That ain't who I'm thinking it is. I'm thinking of the kid from Greenleaf. Never mind. Yeah. Oh man, listen to this this uh this uh this superstar cast. Big Boy is playing Barry Gordy. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Uh uh, Tyra, uh Tyra Farrell, who played uh, Ice Cube and uh Morris Chestnut's mom. In uh, Boys in the Hood, she's playing Edeline DeBarge. So, yeah, okay, so, yeah, Rashawn Fagan is Roy Fagan's son. Most definitely. It says right here in Wikipedia. And Wikipedia says it is true. You, you got uh, Lloyd, the singer who sung the song. He's playing Greg Williams. Yeah, he's the other guy that helped Bobby uh, create the group Switch. So it is kind of an all-star of kind of like, you know, being no, this no. people. <laughs> it's like you are being team. too nice. Hey, and he... It's the B-team. And from what I'm looking up, he also, he is who I was thinking about. He's the kid with the song from the Greenleaf soundtrack. Oh, so, is he? Yeah. So... Oh, you're right. He so, is on Greenleaf. All of us are right. <laughs> hey, write this date down, because this never happens. <laughs> we, we usually argue... See, one of us is usually wrong. <laughs> Preferably wrong, dog. Oh, <laughs> really? 
No, so yeah, this is gonna be awesomely bad. So I'm gonna check it out just to see the really, really bad acting. And they got the crazy hairdos. It's gonna be hilarious, yo. Because you know they had a limited budget. Yeah, I wonder what. Remember when Young Jock was like, "Well, he came out with that weird hairstyle," and he was like, "What if I was doing a movie? What movie did that ever turn out to be?" Very Nothing. Good. He's still yes. he's still doing it. It's on Loving Hip Hop. He still has crazy hairstyle. Oh, okay. Still like one of the five heartbeats. Yeah. Five broke beats. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what about these NBA awards, man? Did y'all could y'all stomach it? Wait, wait, wait. We ain't gonna talk about beats, so we're not gonna talk about beats, right? Y'all gonna act like beats didn't happen? I was. I was. We I'm glad you said something. We suggested to people to see it, but give you a review. Well, I don't really have a review. I just, <laughs> I'm just saying, I liked it, man. I yeah. liked it because it was in Chicago. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. I liked it because it was in Chicago. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it wasn't the best Netflix movie I've ever seen, but it definitely wasn't the worst. Can y'all at least say that? Oh, yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah, gotta say it. I yeah. support everything black. I think you have a problem with Anthony Anderson, though. I really believe that. We discussed this earlier. I am a big fan of his early work, such as Hang Time and Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> what about uh, Trippin'? No, no. He was Trippin'. He was a bug in Trippin'. Him and old boy with the, uh, the, the uh, jacket. The leg. The leg. <laughs> uh, he was also in Malibu's Most Wanted. He was. He's a method actor. Yeah. Barbershop One. When he was when he was when he was pudgy, Anthony Anthony. Yeah, he was pudgy. Yeah, and he was in uh, he was definitely in uh, Hustler Flow. That's where he got in trouble. Was in the set of Hustler Flow. That's the rumor that him and the director was acting a fool with the women. That was you know. Um, and then last summer he had another allegation. So there's there's more than just that one. There was another one last summer. Do you still watch Blackish? Yeah. Yeah. Like I was telling Raw Dog earlier, I'm not a big fan of his character, believe it or not. Like I love, uh, I like Bo's character, probably for some reasons I shouldn't. Yeah, I feel. Oh. <laughs> we got to do better. Uh, we got to do better. That's all I can say. <laughs> we we's human, <laughs> doing human things. But um, no, nah, I mean, like Junior, you know, Junior's character kind of is just taken over as, you know, but I, I don't really like Dre's character that much for some reason. I appreciate it. And I, I'll never talk, you know, bad about it, I, but it's not my favorite character. And of course, the number one character on Blackish is the little girl. Diane. Yeah, everybody watches it for Diane. And the, and on occasions, we know what's the dude at work. Charlie going to say something funny. Charlie. Charlie. Yeah. Yep. So. But yeah, man, I, I I'm glad you liked it. Like I'm I'm suggesting to people that they watch it. Like I told you, I might just stream it and go do something else, just to make sure it gets his view, <laughs> get his get his numbers up. Yeah, that's, that's disrespectful, man. Really, not gonna even watch that's, it. That's very respectful. Like I want to support what he's doing. I want to support the way. I, I suggest everybody if you don't want to watch it, at least stream it and walk away. Matter of fact, like if you're ready to go to bed and you want them people that can't go to sleep when it's just pitch black and you need a TV on, <laughs> you're wrong for that, man. Let Netflix wake you up and be like, hey, you still watching? <laughs> Netflix thirsty. Yeah. All right. So this time we can move on and we're going to okay. talk a little bit of NBA. All right. And in the NBA, man, my takeaway, let's talk draft first before we get into these awards. My my takeaway from the war up from the draft was that Bo Bo dropped to the bottom of the draft, and watching him have to sit there was painful. Um, and there were people who got picked who were like in the back of the stands who brought their own ticket, but he was like sitting up front and was dressed up and everything. He may have been evaluated too high just because of his father's name. I don't know, but I. Yeah. Injury? Didn't he have an injury or something? Yeah, he had he, he had an injury. Yeah, he played here in Oregon and got injured the first year. I mean, got injured the first few weeks of the season and really set out the bulk of the season. And it was just one of those things where he's the the idea of why we have this one and done argument. Like, why send him to go get injured when he could have got injured in the NBA and been getting paid? So, yeah. But the Thunder, you said Jay. You know, I know the Thunder traded back 
And then ultimately they took the tr- the the pick that they did get, and you said they traded the kid to Atlanta, right? Darius uh, Rucker. No, <laughs> Hootie in the Bluffish. Oh, I want to be with you. It was like uh, Darius uh, Brakeley or something like that. He was a, he was a guy who uh, he didn't go to college. He interned at New Balance. You know, got a uh, he he uh, he interned at New Balance, the shoe company, last year. Shout out to Rich Paul and LeBron James, and he pretty much set out a year. You might say a red shirt year, and he ended up getting drafted. And so he has a lot of upside to his game. So, you know, he, uh, Atlanta's going to be good in the next couple of years, man. They got a lot of young talent. They got a good coaching staff. So Atlanta's going to be one of those teams to watch out for. As far as with Bo, 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 Manute Bo's son, you know, he ended up getting drafted by the Nuggets, and that's pretty much he's not going to play. The Nuggets yeah. is the team that they, they pick up all of the players who – were supposed to be good in college, and so they're banking on them being breakout stars. That's why you have Michael Porter Jr., who went to Missouri, who is just sitting on the bench with a, a broke back or whatever. Yeah, yeah I think, yeah. injury. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so, so Manute <laughs> and his wife couldn't come up with any other name than Bo. Other than their last Bo, Bo. <laughs> Stop it, Raw Dog. Stop it. I mean, really? Did nobody question this at the hospital? Like, you're gonna name your child Bull Bull? Isn't his last day Bull? That's like naming somebody John John. That's weird. Wallace Wallace. That's weird, man. Well, maybe maybe it's a cultural thing. I don't know. Yeah, I think it is. I do think it boils down there because I. It's so like with remember McKinbay's whole name is like 17 different names, but. Yeah. There's no McKinbay, Gene, Matumbo. We keep it simple, but it's a bunch of other names in the mix. Yeah, but none of them is, is Matumbo except his last name. His name ain't Matumbo, Matumbo. Yeah. And speaking of that, his nephew got drafted. Looked just like him. Did he talk like him? I did not hear when he talked. Yeah, because the Kimbay got a jacked up voice. It's scary. Yeah. Now, now, Drew, did you watch the whole draft or were you just like. I turned away. I want to say we we were rooting. We turned away. I think after the first two picks of the first round of the second round, we turned away because it was just like, all right, thunder's out. We ain't really got no business here. We were, uh, and then everyone we wanted to get picked got picked because we we loved the kid from Tennessee, uh, and he had ended up getting picked. And the kid was from Wake Forest. Um, oh man, uh, both of them ended up going over to. To the Celtics, and I can't think. I had a name written down. Jordan Bone was it? Jordan Bone or Jerome? Yeah, something like that. But either way it goes, the the people we were we remember from the Final Four, we were rooting for. They got picked, and it was like I don't know who the rest of these people are. It's no point in front. And I don't think, you know, you just never know who's going to be a star. But I feel like the kid in Chicago has a good chance of being something. Um, the kid with the hair white from North Carolina, but. Mm-hmm. All in all, man, I, up and down the draft, I just don't think that this is gonna, this isn't gonna look. We're not gonna look back and say, now that was a draft. I think it's gonna be like Larry Johnson's draft, you know, like just a top-heavy draft. And that's. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Speaking of top-heavy <laughs> or top bump. My bad, man. I'm sorry. I should know better. All Shout right. out to uh, Zion Williams, uh, Jay Morant, the guy who got picked up by Memphis, R.J. Barrett, and DeAndre Hunter that got drafted. I think he got traded to the Hawks from the Lakers. Or was it New Orleans? Uh, they had the fourth pick. That was the big thing. That was the big disgrace, I think, if there's any criticism of how the draft was handled, was the factor that there were so many trades, but yet these kids still had to come out and put on the team's hat that they knew they would not be playing for. And at some point, it's like, all right, man, you know this trade happened. Let this kid put on the hat that he's going to play for, you know, so his draft day can kind of be complete. But, you know, I, I mean, I guess Kobe out there, well, he didn't have a Lakers hat on the draft day, he, you know, so nope. don't matter. You're in the league, you're in it. Don't matter how you got there. So. They don't care. They just want to be playing for somebody. Zion yeah. was the one that was concerned about where he played. Yeah. Now, so before we kind of transition into a little bit deeper of an NBA talk, I do want to mention that the NBA commissioner has officially 
you know, gone on record to continuously say the governor is what they want to call the owners now. How hard is it going to be, you think, to get that the language of owner out of our like, you know, what I'm saying like out of what we say? I don't. I mean, they still gonna act like owners. I don't care if you call them governor, president, whatever. They still gonna act like owners. They still gonna believe that these master are assets <laughs> that they can sell and trade. So something about just sports in general really brings back the whole notion of slavery to me. Master. Yeah, they can just trade and send people wherever they want to, and you ain't got nothing to say about it. Shut up, go there and play. It's kind of how they used to do it back in the day, man. You know, that whole slavery thing yeah. that we still haven't got reparations for. And now, and I know we don't talk politics, but if you did not see the reparation discussions uh, last week, you need to go back. Uh, uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates had a, a brilliant argument for it. Uh, Danny Glover spoke up for it. And, of course, uh, Mitch McConnell said, you know, we don't need to keep paying for our, the sins of the past. And so it, it, it's interesting. He said, hey, y'all got a black president. Shut up. He did. He mentioned the fact that a black president negated the need. You do realize he was half white, right? <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was half, half. half. I didn't know. I didn't know. Once you get once you get somebody with a little bit of a melanin in there, then we can talk. Right, right. No, and, and even then, no, <laughs> because it's like. Yeah, you can't have dark melanin and you can't have a mustache. You ever known a president with a mustache? Nope. Why Jesse didn't win? He wouldn't cut his mustache off. Mm. We need Jesse. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so the NBA awards came on. Like we said, the show's not really worth talking about too much. But um, it really sucked. Yeah, it did. Shaq's not a good host in that in that in that capacity. And it was it was it was a lot of dry like attempts at humor. Now that one guy did come on and he roasted Cal Corver and a few other people and he was funny. He was he made that joke about uh Jello. He was like, I can talk about uh, about LaMelo. He was like, I can talk about him, either one of us and ain't making it to the NBA. Now, there was a few lines that I thought was funny. But other than that, the biggest takeaway was Defensive player of the year went to Rudy Gobert. Paul got robbed, man. Yeah. I think Rudy Gobert would have cried if he wouldn't have won. You think so? Like a sucker. You, know, you remember he cried because he didn't get picked for the All-Star team. Yes, I remember that. He, yeah, he literally got frustrated tears. He was. Yo, man, you can't be you can't be putting your emotions out like that and you making millions of dollars to play basketball. You can't be crying. You, the only time you get to cry is when you win the chip. Other than that, stop crying, man. What's wrong with these new players, man? Over there. Well, he's French. He's not American. That could just be a part of his culture. Oh, they cried in France a lot? No, I don't know. I'm just adding to it. Ask Tony story. Parker. <laughs> Tony cry? Tony don't cry. Do he? He cried when uh, Eva left him. But uh, that's another story. Well, wouldn't you? Well, he cheated on him. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. never mind. So. We also, uh, let's see, the, the MVP went to Giannis, which, you know, and he, now was a good, that was another, that's another time you can cry. Yeah. That surprised me. Yeah. You can't cry when you win the, uh, MVP. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, for him, he's thinking of family members. They've been passed away and all those other different things and what he's come from. So, uh, you know, I think he deserved it much more than, I think Harden just fell off at the wrong spots to get the votes. And Paul George's injury, it just wouldn't have been fair if he won it. I think 100% that award belonged to him this year. This was his year. He also really had a more legitimate claim for a defensive player of the year, too, than probably uh, some of the, you know, some of the other nominees. But I, really, I was going to say, I, I really thought uh, the way Harden and, you know, most of the time everything is generated by, you know, ESPN because they're the – you know, the worldwide leader in sports and everything. I thought Harden was going to win just based off the numbers he had. He had the 30-point game streak. He had the 50, 60-point triple-double games. But then I see how they did it last year. You know, the Rockets had the the number – they had the best record last year. The Bucks had the best record, regular season record this year. So they gave it to the best player on the best regular season team. And so that's that's the way I look at it. You know, the year before that, that was when Russ got it. You know, you know, all the triple doubles and everything. But 
I guess they got it right with the great Greek, man. I don't think anyone can deny this this man winning it this year. Rookie of the year went to Luka Donich, uh, Hybrid Donich. It, it, that's a deserving thing. I, it was a toss up between him and Trey Young, and I think he was better, more he was more consistent because Trey Young he started off really slow. Slow. <laughs> yeah. So that was a good good award. And and Coach of the Year went to uh, I don't want to raw dog his name is Bootenhauser, right? From the Bucks, yeah, Mike yeah. Bootenhauser. You see, I said raw dog his name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. I'm just gonna act like I didn't hear it. I just want I wanted to point it out. You know, it wasn't funny, funny, but I just wanted to point that out to you. And you're still pointing it out. Okay. Let's just you sit with that. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, All right, Drew. But I Let's, think that's that's his I think that's his greatest capacity. I don't see him being the coach to get him over the hump. He's no different than a Dwayne Casey. I think that you know he was he was was he not coach of the year before with the Hawks? Yep, when they won sixty games in two thousand fifteen and got swept by the Cavs in the uh, yeah. Eastern I Conference think, Finals. I think that's what you have right there. That's that's your best bet. Is that's as far as he'll ever take you, uh, unless he gets he lucks up and he gets someone from the system he coaches out of. Unless he gets Kawhi next year or something like that, he's Ooh. you know uh, he's not getting over that hump. See, I think KD staying in was fan with Golden State, even though he'd uh, turned down their player option. He jumped the shark, sir. I was going to say something else about the award show. Oh, I'm sorry. Go no, I, award show. I thought this the show sucked. Why are we still talking about it? No, I was going to say I, I feel like the NBA should go either put the award show after the regular season mm-hmm. or go back to the old format where, you know, if I'm the MVP, I get it. Uh, I get the MVP before. Game one of the playoffs, or I, and I do my press conference instead of doing this award show. Because if you look at it, it is as you as Drew said, it was dry. You know, it's the end of the season. The only person from the Raptors that was there was Siakam. You didn't see Kyle Lowry or Kawhi Leonard, the uh, most outstanding player. And even the years before, you never seen anybody from Golden State there. So to me, even when BT had that players only awards thing, it just it just doesn't generate the same. Uh, the same audience as the NFL awards does because the NFL does it after right before the Super Bowl. So the NBA, I feel like the way they can benefit from that is to do it on the Thursday after the regular season and start the playoffs on Sunday if they're going to continue to do the award show. Because at least you'll get you'll get all of the the players there. I say just get rid of them all together. Just get rid of it or put it in All Star Weekend or something. <laughs> like, like it's MVP in the middle of the season. Exactly like. Get rid of it or make you know I just it, it I hate the award show. Lou Williams also got six man of the year and most of it every year. <laughs> Here's the thing: they need somebody else to run the award show. They they then who's who's running it? Because whoever's doing it is doing a piss poor job apparently. They well, need and and you know watching it. The other thing that got to me was. You've got these NBA players who who probably don't want to come in and practice the cue cards or read the lines, and they're reading the lines for the first time, and it's very frustrating to watch these grown men stumble over words. They're not very entertaining sometimes, and I I, I, I know where you're going. I know where you're going, Raw Dog. Read <laughs> a lot of them very Arkellyish. <laughs> I thought you was gonna say Floyd Mayweatherish. <laughs> oh well, that too, because Floyd can't read either. <laughs> but I think that the, it's just it's slapped together like it's it's an extension of the TNT show. I feel like the same people who produce the TNT, you know, post game show produce the awards, and yeah. then you can't get away with that. Like I don't need to hear Chuck and all the rest. Of, you know, it just it just doesn't need to exist anymore. But and well, I, if they are going to do it, they need someone else to produce it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. um as far as free agency, like you said, man, I, I'm in line with the idea that I think KD is definitely leaving. Uh, just because I feel like there may be some bad blood, just because how sensitive he is. And I'm gonna go on. This is this is something I, I like to try. I want us to leave KD alone. I feel like we talk about him every week, but I I feel like he cares so much, and I think he wants to run from the criticism that he got for playing. He wants to run again. I I think. This is playing a role in him 
and I, his decision making. So I think he is going to pull out. So because he to them, basically, he tried to. He, he's a he's a fake tough guy. He wants to be a tough guy, but really the criticism got to him. Is that what it is? I I, I, I hate to say it because I, I it feels like a broken record, but I think this is one of those times where yet again, I think he's. It feels like he's looking at what is it going to look like. He's thinking about. He gives a care about what we say, you know, and, you know, you can't as a grown man, you get to a point where you just you can't give a flip like and you can't run from criticism. If you home there, be home there and rehab there and be healthy there. But, from what I read, he's actually not really happy with go to say with how mm-hmm. he rushed him for that game. And he obviously wasn't ready. I thought you said brush them. <laughs> hey, he, he wasn't happy because they brushed his hair before. Drew, you wrong for that. <laughs> I thought you said that. I legitimately thought you said it because they brushed him. No, man. Although that is quite funny. No, what I said was they they rushed him uh, for was a game five, and I think he feels some kind of way about that. He really feels like they were looking for his best interest, and maybe he's just tired of it. Plus, him and Draymond. Really, really bump heads this this season, man. And you know, again, like you said, he really sensitive, really sensitive, man. And he wants to get back to the kind of coverage he used to get when he was in Oklahoma City. Now he can't go back to Oklahoma City, so the next best thing is to go to New York. Besides, he's going to sit out next year. He doesn't have a problem being on a bad team. He's not playing. He's going to get paid regardless. So his thing is, I'll just leave, go to state, go to New York, and just start over again. And repair my image. I think I think it was more I think it was more on something with the medical staff because uh, Andre Iguodala he was on the Breakfast Club this week and he was talking about how uh, I think a couple of years ago he had a bone bruise they listed it as a bone bruise but he had a leg fracture so it's like the medical team to me I feel like you know he he could he wanted to go but he wasn't ready. And they forced him to play, and you're seeing what happened. They, it's like they misdiagnosed him. They yep. said he had a calf strain when really it was something with his Achilles. And so he should have never played. And it's like it was one of those things like we need you out there because at least a, a 50% you can give us a chance to even play. But, you know, we've seen what happened with that. Uh, like you what? said, it's going to be a red shirt season. Why is he even surprised? Why is he even surprised that Golden State treated him like that? I mean, the only reason why they really got him was to get him off the Thunder team because the Thunder team were a threat to Golden State. How, why is he surprised that Golden State treated him like that? I think and even further in that narrative is the fact that Golden State is, has a history of even rushing Curry back. Um, you know, Curry, we forget he had those ankle injuries. That Curry in his career, yeah. Because they kept pulling him out before they healed. And it was he always felt this pressure. And that wasn't Mark Jackson. That was that same training staff, those same owners, that same administration. Did you also hear uh, Iguodala said that he feels like the NBA blackballed Mark Jackson because, yeah. you know, he was, you know, having services and the Warriors owner is gay. And so he feels like because of that. I've been thing. saying this on the show for the past <laughs> forever. That is the reason Mark Jackson is not in the league. Steven Jackson has been saying this for years. Uh, he's like, he said it when they fired him. He said, I, he said, he's not going to get a chance to coach again because, uh, the new, like, that's just the new wave of things. You cannot come out and be overly religious in any shape, form, or capacity in that particular way. And it's a somewhat hypocritical thing. Um, uh, but that's a whole different topic because you can, and that's just a whole different topic. But, yes, I, I'm a firm believer that Mark Jackson probably, the next time we get a see, chance to see him coach, it won't be the NBA. It'll probably be the big three or something weird like that. <laughs> like, the big three. <laughs> you know, and I bet they probably do little condescending things like offer him, like, WNBA jobs, you know. <laughs> him and Mr. Derrick facing each other in the WNBA championships. Mom, Mr. Derrick in here wearing daddy's robe. All right, we got a lot of other free agency stuff that, man, we can talk about, but we're about out of time. I have been teasing on episode, this long chest conversation. And so basically, this is in reference to my takeaway from the BET Awards. I did not watch the BET Awards, but I do watch what's following, uh, what's trending on Twitter. 
and a young lady tweeted out that she was not going that she was being made fun of and criticized because she has long breasts. That's the way I chose to describe it to the fellas. Other people may describe it in a different way, but she I agree with what she's saying. She was like, I'm not taping anything up but your gaze. I'm going to be me. I'm going to live my best life. And I just love the fact that she was living free like that. And I, so I commend her. I do commend her for standing up for her chest. I do commend that. Uh, however, they are long. <laughs> and it's not a lie. I don't think people should. I don't think people should be body shaming her for it. <laughs> but it is the truth. <laughs> We're simple and semi-mature. Keep those two things in mind when you listen to the barbershop nominate. No promise of maturity here. We do that at work. We have to do that at work. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. And I knew what I was doing by bringing it up. I knew. For the record, <laughs> it's true. But, you know, we must move on. Yes. Yeah. And speaking of which, now it's time for us to bring it down and show a little bit of maturity. It's time for the final cut. j Rock. Right. Final cut, final cut, final cut. Uh, what, uh, the, <laughs> what was that little up? dance move you just did? They can't, it's, a, it's, it's not a visual podcast, so I can't. <laughs> it was a Stevie Wonder move, wasn't it? It was. It was a straight Stevie Wonder. Part-time thugging. All right, guys, uh, let's cut. I'm going to cut it out. Uh, final cut. Uh, feels good. I've talked about this for you know a couple of weeks now. Uh, feels good. Uh, this week, me and my wife, we're closing on a brand new home. You know, this has uh, been a great year for us. Uh, closing in on the home, and we're about a month and a half away from our baby boy uh, making his way into this world. Uh, it's, it's, just, it's just a good feeling that, you know, when you're with somebody and they can help you become a better person. I couldn't see myself five years ago being in the situation I'm in, you know, being with a uh, a woman, my wife, who has uh, changed my life for the better mentally, physically, emotionally, financially. You know, she put me in situations where, you know, hey, saving money helps out. And that's a great thing, you know, to do to where you get off of work, get paid. You don't have as many bills as you used to have because you were just being reckless with your money. So, you know, it feels good uh, when we finally get to move into our house and say that it's our house. And uh, one of my my bosses said, he said, you're not grown until you own something. So it's going to feel good to sign that on a dotted line and say that we own something. So save your money, be responsible, and just continue to work hard. And like I say, every week, winners win, losers lose, and they all find a way to do what they do. It's your boy J-Rocks from the Barbershop 918 been around since 2015 135 plus episodes and i'm out wow that's a lot i don't know how i'm gonna top that but since we were sitting there talking about kd and and how sensitive he is just want to you know put something out there for all the young men out there man you just be really careful about you know um living your life or leading your life with just pure emotion there's a reason why God separated your heart and your brain. He did that for a reason. He wanted you to have your brain, your heart, and your soul to work in concert with each other to make the best, you know, informed decision you can make on your life. You can't go through life, you know, always with emotion because sometimes emotion will get you to say and do things uh, that you end up regretting. So, you know, Use your heart, but also use your brain and also make sure that, you know, you use your soul and that, you know, you you have a spiritual walk to really make yourself balance. Uh, it's not all about feelings. It's all of it put together that makes you who you are. With that being said, don't tell God about your big problems. Tell your problems. You, tell your problems. you got a big God. And I'm out. It's your boy, Raw Dog. Alright, so I watch I consume podcasts because that's what I do for a living and I'm not necessarily promoting but if you want to say promoting a podcast that I have nothing to do with is Jamel Hills Unbothered 
I'm asking everyone to watch it because or listen to it because she has done an excellent job of bringing black talent to the forefront and just interviewing them and getting deep with them. She had an interview with Rail earlier today, and I never understood this man the way that I understand him now. And I just I love the way she does these interviews. She did a great interview with Cat Williams, with uh, Ava, uh, Ava DuVernay. So like it was a bunch of good interviews. But outside of that, there was this point that was made on the podcast. That I want to like make sure I share on our podcast, too, here. It's this idea that like black men and black women are better together. And I'm not saying you can't be with a white person or you can't be with someone outside of your race, but just supporting each other, not just in the realm of romance or anything, but just holding each other up, lifting each other up and always supporting one another and having each other's back. We have to really just reframe our mindset to just be more protective of each other. So um, I just want to give a shout out to everyone who who gave us like Father's Day, uh, you know, shout outs and people who just support us as black men. And I know I'm not just speaking for myself, but just for all of us at the Barbershop 918, we will continue to support black women. We will continue to support our community. We'll continue to support everyone who is just who's out there struggling uh, to survive and have their voices heard. So. That's my my final cup for the day. That's just what was on the top of my mind right now. And remember, guys, hate can't drive out hate. Only love can do that. And we love you guys for listening to the Barbershop 918. Make sure you check out our website, which is www.thebarbershop918.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Anchor. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter. If you you can't find us, you ain't looking for us. And if you ain't looking for us, then you're missing the best. Sports and entertainment podcast in the land, 135 strong, four years. Deal with it. Barbershop 918. Now, let me say this. For anybody who might be sitting here seething like mad about our long chest joke throughout the show, we are three men who have openly made fun of our man boobs. So <laughs> you got to go back and check it. So if you mad because J-Rock over here calling them orangutans and all these other things. <laughs> wow. Credit. He just said the same thing about me and about Raw Dog in different on different episodes. Yes, this is true. This is true. Go back and listen on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it's um, so nerd. Just search. We're equal opportunity offenders. We actually go after each other too. So there you go. Yeah, we all are part of the petty world order. PWO, <laughs> petty world order. This is the long chest episode, right? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful.